Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. We will overcome! We will overcome! A large chunk of the country will not hear President Biden's message that there, that democracy is basically, you know, in some states, being threatened or stolen before our very eyes. What options are we left with here? I mean, we're, we're you know, there's there's folks that are upset, you know, that, that we that we left. They, they quote unquote say that we're abandoning our, our, our ships and we're, we're actually doing the opposite. I mean, we're, we're exhausted. Okay. Are you as exhausted as a Texas state rep, honey? Yes, not (laughs) as hungover. I watched the, uh, you know, there's a movie that makes me happy to watch, Alice, is The Green Book. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I've heard that it's apocryphal and uh, whatever, but I I enjoy watching it. And the left calls it racist, too. Oh, no, really? <laughs> I enjoy watching it. It's the mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen and whoever the other actor is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and anyway, you know where it's going. He's a little racist. This other little guy, other guy needs to, uh, you know, they're from the other guy is needs to lighten up and learn to cross cultures and stop being such a. And an elitist, and heck, they find themselves stuck together in a car. And of course, by the end of the thing, you know what? They they help each other. And you know where it's going from scene one. You know right. that, okay, I know where this is going. But I don't care. I like that. And I knew it was coming. And also, Sebastian Maniscalco is in it. Oh. Do you know who that is? Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. Although Sounds he, like a nice guy, though. That's good. I'm he's happy a for comedian, you. which to you would have been like a court jester. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I like the movie, and it make, and I was up late watching the thing last night, and then today work was just <clears throat> sorry. Um, the radio station was just it was just it, it intense few hours. Uh, it was great. It was good, good, good four hours. I don't uh, know if I'm hearing. Oh, I am hearing me. You're not hearing me. me. Oh, now I am again. Maybe are those the same headphones that are g- giving you trouble? No. Different ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are broadcasting. Things are working. I assure you. Not, and that's not not a bad idea to ask because at this point, this rig is um, has got mileage on it and is um, is uh, volatile sometimes. It doesn't help that dogs and kids routinely yank out cords. Yes, and God step knows on what things, they pour into change it. Change dials <laughs> to different settings. Yes. So so. 
So I only bring up. I'm, I'm not saying it, it's a. I hate when people say they're tired because I feel fine right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's one of those days, and you guys listening know you you have them at work. No matter what you do, where even if you're in retail or you're in boardroom meetings all day, after a while you're just beat to hell. And thankfully, and then you're like, we're going into round two here, which is right now. Thankfully, I had a nice palate cleanse after the the first half of the day. But it's an intense first half of the day. And I went out and played baseball with the kids and, and all that stuff. I am not in good shape. I'm in worse shape than I even thought I was in. I am. I need somebody to beat the hell out of me and torture me for my bad behavior. <laughs> my gluttonous well, behavior that caused me to be in bad shape. Well, I, I, fixed, I made some modifications to on the bike. On my fat person bicycle, which I appreciate, and I love you, and that's very nice, and, I'm, and then that's excellent. I can't wait to use it tomorrow. But let's get to this stuff. I'm trying to not talk about the stuff in the news cycle, the stuff that's that were, that's on the docket for t- today, because it is so profoundly f- crazy out now. I don't even know what to say. They can't say. What do you say about, uh, what do you say about anything where we were at? The half the country, the people on the left have gone nuts, and believe me, I do a radio show now where I'm I get plenty of calls during the day about people who are sure that uh, Trump really won the election, and they're sure that this machine did that, this machine did that. They're sure that somehow, if I can get in touch with Doctor Shiva, that uh, that all th- everything will be good. So I understand, and these these people are are, are callers and good listeners to the show, et cetera, et cetera. And some of their their thoughts and beliefs are a little conspiratorial. Some of the whatever out, mm-hmm. out there, including the the election stuff and whatever. No matter what they could say to me, and these are good P ones of of the station WTAC. No matter what they could say to me, it pales in comparison to the insanity coming from the left. Not only from the left, everyday people. Mm-hmm. But media and politicians, right. they now there is now no more mooring to reality whatsoever. We've stopped trying completely. I look at the you know that that um, viral Karen woman who was in the, it was in Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. the white woman who went up and like hit the black lady and yeah. then pretended she got hit and then writhed on the ground and had someone get a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I mean she the, didn't even know Alice. Mm-hmm. No, she's sane. <laughs> she is. She's seen. Compared yeah, to what we're hearing now, out of DC, what we're hearing out of the president. Uh, yes, out of him. Well, he's. I mean, <laughs> he's lost his mind, and his mind was effed up to begin with. This is Joe Biden. Remember, this is a guy who fabricated his background. He fabricated in college. He fabric. He just made up a life, which makes him especially prepared for this moment. Actually, <laughs> <clears throat> um. <clears throat> so when we hear them say this stuff, I'm. I, I even wonder, like. Okay, in this, is this really because Trump lied about crowd sizes and lied about his stuff being the best in Trump vodka? Did it, it was the fact that the left was so unprepared for a flim flam New York bleep talker account for the fact that now they've completely just detached themselves from any kind of sea level in reality? Well, I think I think it's honestly more about them than about Trump, because they I mean, and you and no, I but, both know that they've always it? they've always done this stuff with Republicans, right, where they say this person's a bigot. They're a racist. They love firing people. They love money. They have no heart. They're terrible. Da, 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 they hate poor people. All the things that they always say about Republicans. Right. And they said about Mitt Romney and every other totally unscary, innocuous Republican. But then, and they're so used to that stuff working. You know what I mean? They're used to being able to say this stuff like, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a terrible person, you're like Hitler, and like having that have an effect. And when it came to Trump and Trump was running, they really like threw everything they had at him. They used up everything in the tank to call him every bad thing they could possibly think of, right? And it didn't work. He became president anyway. And not only did he then become president anyway, but 
none of the really bad stuff they predicted actually happened. So they were left kind of with this unreconcilable situation where they said this guy is a racist. He's like Hitler. He's a dictator. He's going to, you know, throw gay people in camps and and, you know, kill immigrants or whatever crazy thing they thought he was going to do. And, um, you know, and, and it didn't happen. So they used up all their calling Trump evil. And he not only got elected, but nothing really bad happened. And I think at that point, like their brains just broke. Like they needed to invent something to explain the discrepancy between their imagined version of events of what was going to happen when Trump was president and what actually happened, which was not nothing bad happened to anybody. It is so, so like they, the, the, what, what surprises me <clears throat> mm-hmm. is that the sloganeering, the concepts that they kind of push out there for, um, that they invent that whole and right. push out there, they immediately attach a one hundred percent credibility to, and weight and heft, mm-hmm. immediately. Like so it was a lone voice at first that out of nowhere after January sixth said the term white supremacist. A lone voice who said that at first, and it was just like uh, Ayanna Presley, whatever. You said, wait, what the hell is this? Wait, wait a second. Talk about, you know, we were just talking about produce and somebody brought an aluminum siding into the conversation. Like, that doesn't have anything. But immediately then, they filled it up with every bit of faith and 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 a, a confirmed assumption that they could. And it was crazy. And then for somebody, and, but you would, if you were a normal sentient human, when somebody says, oh, you know what this is about the Trump and the... In the election, it's the big lie. Normally, you'd say, "Wait, no, first, we don't use that term because first, that's a Google's term. We don't want to use that term." Two, this uh, idea, it is even if it is a big, big lie. I believe Trump believes he won. I mean, so yeah, sure. But and and he didn't win, and that's fine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But all of this other stuff, and then now to put it all behind the voting and voting, and it's literally this and literally that. I don't see, I mean, I would think that eventually you'd get diminishing returns. How often do you, how often can you say the sky is falling? Again, 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 it's falling, falling. And if you didn't think it was falling by climate, well, it's climbing, falling because of George Floyd. And if you didn't think it was falling because of George Floyd, well, it's falling because of voting. Well, right. I mean, but that's what I mean, because they really put it all out there when Trump was running to become president and then subsequently when he became mm-hmm. president, they went all in on hysterical shrieking that we were all going to die because Trump was president over and over and over. And because it just kept not happening, they just left. They you yeah, know veered it, off into fantasy world where Alice, this is happening. It kept in reality not happening. They made everything. They stretched everything into it happening. Mm hmm. Yeah, every no. five, ten, ten times a day, which is why people are so on edge. There are a whole bunch of people who believe that Trump directly interacted and openly approved of white supremacist groups marching in the street, killing people in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. and killing multiple police officers in their white supremacist insurrection attempt on January sixth. I mean, like, those, well, those are the there big- are a whole bunch of people who believe that that's true. <clears throat> well, those are the big ones, and those are the ones where you can get a, just a nugget out of removing context from things he says and his own art- articulateness. Is that what it is? Articulateness? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and, and and then you can draw your you can blow that into something that it's not, but which is still ninety nine point nine 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 baseless. Fine. And you can misconstrue something. So with the statues saying good people on both sides, oh, you, the media and left said, oh, we have all we need. He said those words. With this happening there, we don't need to dig any further. And let's mm-hmm. nothing. But other stuff was just psychotic confirmation bias. When he said that it was tough to watch the Paralympics 
meaning it was tough because he doesn't have a lot of time right. because he's the president. They stopped it. It was tough and said, "Oh my goodness, there again. It's confirmed again. He is an evil monster. He even hates Olympians who have disabilities." He said, "It's tough to watch them. Put it on the Chiron, talk about it, write about it, write about other people writing it, but make it a thing." So they they did get their confirmation. Mm-hmm. They just manufactured it out of thin air. Right. And now the, this is this is what it is. You, you know what? That's what this is. This is a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what happens when you you know spend decades after decades uh, with the psychotropic medicines or whatever it is. All these things that mm-hmm. calm you down and take away anxiety. It's like, wow, they just do this to my brain. Maybe they're doing a lot of other things to your brain. This, this is-, is not medical advice, by the way. Don't stop your medications because Tom Shattuck said that it turns you into a hysterical blue and non liberal. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that. We're obviously, uh, you know, we've split off into two countries essentially that are watching two different versions of reality unfold. You know. Sure. Yes, and some of that is always to be expected to, to some degree. So if you, for instance, the Capitol riots, mm-hmm. depending on your tribalism and whatever, you could see that in, <clears throat> and you could have a, a different uh, takeaway than somebody else. Mm-hmm. If those were Democrats, I mean, we both agreed that that was a ter- terrible day. I had no problem with them shooting uh, the Ashley Babbitt then. Mm-hmm. I also thought it, that those Riders were lucky more of them didn't get shot because once they started breaching uh, inside, to me it was like, oh, it's on. That's why you guys carry guns because there's an angry mob out to kill you there. Yeah, I said the same thing that I said all the previous summer about those rioters breaking into stuff and breaking things and burning things and everything else, which is that it's an embarrassment. It's bad behavior. It's not peaceful protest, quote unquote. I mean... In both those cases, there are people who are there peacefully protesting, clearly, but you can't just let things get out of hand like this. This isn't how people behave at protests. And it, you know, it, it is what it is, but like. So, but so in that, in that case, though, people are running to their corners. Right. People are saying, well, how come we don't know the name of that shooter? She was not armed. She was a mom. Um, You know, the only one person was killed there. These these things are technically true, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other side, obviously, they're saying Trump ginned people up, got the people to D.C., and uh, sent them over to the Capitol in one way or another, whether it was wink, wink or whatever. Mm-hmm. And though he said peacefully, he sent them over there, and and it was an insurrection, an attempt to – and some of those cats did want to take pants. Oh, yeah. And, or, and whatever. But – and so, so both but sides have enough – But that being said, I think, had the Capitol been open in a normal way as it normally is and not – closed entirely for covid i think a lot of that pressure could have been released in a much calmer way because you think about like the kavanaugh hearings and all the people that were in the buildings with the legislators screaming at them i mean there's those pictures of the women screaming at who was it flake in the elevators during the kavanaugh stuff just shrieking at him in the hallway about kavanaugh and how he's a rapist like we allowed that to happen and if you know, the Capitol had been open in a normal way and they had been letting people in and those people could have been allowed to go in and, I mean, even yell at their legislators like leftists do all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that a lot of that steam could have just been blown off. But because the building was fully closed, yeah, I mean, it just it escalated in a way that was really toxic, obviously. But an insurrection, this was not. Right. <clears throat> and that does it's not how insurrections work. And it, but it, that's fine. But so each side has taken their angle that they want to take. Mm-hmm. But there are some other things which are just totally contrived. There's there's no way to say there's no way to say this. Let's let's go to what Biden said today. There's no way you can say this in a way that is moored. Oh my guy, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let's take one second. There we go. In a way that is moored to anything that's real i've said it before we're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the civil war that's not hyperbole since the civil war 
The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. Not saying it to alarm you, and he's not using hyperbole as he alarms and uses hyperbole. But you can't... I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol. So he has given, in in what you just heard right there, mm-hmm. he has said enough right there to immediately, just like with white supremacists, create a new reality, which he has now. Mm-hmm. That this was as bad as the Civil War, except the Confederates didn't get in. So in a way, this was worse than the Civil War. <laughs> It really like right. It's like saying that the Capitol riot was worse than nine eleven. It's just so unhinged that it shouldn't even be allowed to play conversation. You will have Jen Psaki tomorrow answer questions about him saying that if if she didn't already today, and reinforce it completely. They these are the talking points they want. Mm-hmm. This, and I understand they're bottom feeding politicians. That's fine, but the fact that. 160 million people in this country or more are going to believe this mm-hmm. and just swallow it whole cloth what he just said that's a problem yeah that's a problem and including the fact that somehow now the democrats have put themselves on the right side of the civil war <laughs> i mean well yeah obviously but yeah, I mean, but that then justifies all kinds of bad behavior. It's like what you wrote in your Substack about January 6th, is if you can say that 1-6 is worse than 9-11, or that, you know, Trump was literally working with and giving orders to white supremacists or whatever, then you can justify behaving like an insane person all the time. Because obviously, if this is if this is the start of the Civil War, if Texas saying you have to show ID to vote and we're only going to have two weeks of early voting is like worse than slavery and you need to eliminate the slavery as people did in the Civil War, then then, yeah, that's, you know, worth it, worth fighting the fight over. But it's like Harper's Ferry all the time with them. They mm-hmm. can't like back off it because they've like committed to this pretend world narrative. So that's why we have the Democrats tweeting us their airport salad and telling us they're fugitives from justice. They're going to be political prisoners in Texas if they're forced to come back and just pass a popular law that with like normal voting regulations to go back to a normal year after the pandemic rules. I mean, it's that's another part of this, Alice. I'm glad you mentioned that because to create a false reality is one thing. To then put yourself in the place of historic, heroic historical figures mm-hmm. and to tell people that you embody all of that prestige and heroism, say it with a straight face, as if you're all, there's a plane full of Rosa Parkses there, yeah. all patting themselves in the back, all... Getting up there and and LARPing as if they're part of there, the Civil Rights Movement. Rights Act for this century is there, and the rights that were struggled, that so many lives were taken, so much courage was demonstrated, are preserved once again. I turn it back over to you for the questions, and uh, thank you very much for all that you and all of your colleagues are doing here today. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome. Thank you, Mister. It's even like a twisting of the gaslighting knife that the like the lead vocalist swallowed a kazoo or something <laughs> at the beginning of that. Yeah, like what are we supposed to take away? Are we not supposed so, to find this so absurd are they mar- and ridiculous? So, so by getting into luxury private jets, getting faced on Miller Lite, 
dining in style and going to Washington, D.C. They're now equating themselves with the marchers in Selma. Right. They're meeting with the vice president as they tell us that they're some kind of like resistance activists risking their lives for for democracy. They're saving democracy by just not showing up to do their normal job that they were elected to do, which is vote on bills. Right, because everybody now has to be part of me. Is this is it possible the Marvel movies <laughs> that have destroyed the world? It's so bad now that they've that Chris Cuomo mm-hmm. <laughs> is now gatekeeping and saying no. I Even don't. Even he I don't. can see that this is a little odd. Right. He talks to one of them, one of the civil rights heroes in the Democratic legislature, hung over on Miller Lite. I'll take on the problems uh, with what they're doing in Texas with the Republican in a second. But there is an interesting, help me understand the mind of the Democrat here on this level. You're going to Washington to basically tell the Democrats in the Senate, listen, forget the filibuster. You've got to blow it up and pass this because it's too important. And yet you're kind of availing yourself of the same remedy on the state level. You're a minority. And you are gumming up the works because you are afraid of what will happen if you go there and the votes predominate. So aren't you asking on the federal level for them to take away the exact kind of tool that you are using right now to stop something from happening in Texas? I mean, what options are we left with here? I That's an insane <laughs> person's answer. What am I supposed to do? The bill's going to pass. If I don't throw a tantrum, people in Texas will get to pass a law that they want to pass. Like, what okay. options are we are we left with here, Chris? Don't you understand? This is the reversal of the Emancipation Proclamation that th- that's in this bill. It's a minor voting bill. Yeah, like all of them. This is most of them. Some of them have uh, like. I think um, mobile voting trucks that are usually near right. the uh, like the street taco trucks, those are gone now because yeah. COVID's gone. They're not going to have drive-through voting in Texas, right? Like they didn't have it every year until right. last year for the pandemic. But suddenly, and this I feel like is what we're dealing with with the whole pandemic thing, right? Is like the state of emergency can now never end because we did all these like above and beyond crazy things for COVID, like changed our entire election system overnight. And now if anybody suggests a return to normalcy, be it like masks or voting rights or, you know, everybody getting government checks or whatever it is, if you suggest that maybe we like go back to baseline, everybody freaks out like you're trying to reinstate slavery in America. It's I mean, we're we're you know, there's there's folks that are upset, you know, that that we that we left. They they quote unquote say that we're abandoning our 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 ships and what do you mean they quote unquote say that (laughs) (laughs) what is that there's folks that are upset we left uh yeah your constituents i mean the people who elected you yes they assume that you'd be working in and around texas mostly and not in washington dc because they can't do anything now the legislature is stuck right after posting selfie after selfie after selfie in the plane with the beer on the buses and they have like beto posting fundraising links for them yeah help our brave civil rights heroes from texas and they're like they're collecting donations to help them go and hang out outside the state instead of showing up to work right and you say like i don't know did you read was that the show where you read the thing or some other show i don't even remember it was on the show i read his his one you already did like our sacrifices that one right and so and and also so so actually that's what got me talking about this and Coming up with these um, testimonials to themselves, but laundered through fictional strangers. Yeah. The stranger came up to me and said, my my sir, aren't you brave? No, they didn't. Nobody yeah. said that. He was tweeting selfies of himself in the airport yeah. going... It's so heartening to be approached by strangers who applaud what we're doing. Like <laughs> No, those are homeless people or meth addicts who are looking for money. Nobody's coming up to you for this third-rate, fifth-rate charade that unfortunately, of course, is being carried as if it's something real. We're, we're actually doing the opposite. I mean, we're we're exhausted. It was, like I said, a terrible... Oh, 
You're exhausted. Must well, don't be put hard. an all-nighter on the jet with your cases of Miller Lite. Terrible, terrible session. But we know that the power really rests at the end of the day uh, with, with this administration, with Congress to help us. We shouldn't have a piecemeal uh, system with different voting legislation. It should be across the board, and we need that help. No, dumbass. It's a piecemeal. There is a federalism is a thing for a reason. We don't want autonomy in Texas. We want the next Republican president to tell us. Can you imagine? God, they're so stupid. So stupid. I don't even know why. Why are we? First of all, is this even? Are we doing the right show right now? Why are we doing the right show? Showing people the biggest effing idiots who are happen to be uh, elected officials being idiots and proud of themselves for it. We're the worst. Believe me. I look when I was a young man. I used to want several people dead. I wanted Corey Haim dead. He did die. I apologize for that. I wanted Corey Feldman dead. He's still alive. This is when I was. Why very, did you want them dead? I hated them. I was Why? in my early twenties. I had a lot of hate in my heart because I hated them. If you were around in the late eighties, you would know to hate the Corys. Um, I wanted um, the Gallagher brothers dead because of I don't Oasis. Even know who that is. Those were the Oasis, the oh, okay. guys who tried to be the Beatles because they were talentless and i wanted what was my last guy i wanted oh i wanted uh puck dead from do you <laughs> right. know puck from that's the, from real world, world, world right. like, the world war two or three or whatever it was and i thought that guy is a useless total a-hole unproductive whatever i would kill for somebody like puck now as a democrat <laughs> or if in our politics he is so not crazy not petty not pathetic compared to these people right now i would take him in a second give me Dennis Rodman at his worst in 1997, making his way uh, through Las Vegas, missing uh, basketball games and up all-nighters and being a total idiot and break bursting into tears in the middle of every third interview. I'll take that crazy guy now over this. Because this is crazy. It's all mixed with this sad, pathetic strain that's dis- it's simply just disgraceful. There's nothing good about it. It's disgraceful. I'm sorry, these people are just, it's crazy. So what I'm saying is this, so like, should we even talk about this? Should we even give them the attention? The oxygen No, I know that, that but like, um, what are we doing for you guys listening right now? I, I mean, we have, I have another, here's another idiot. Here's Allison Camerata, and this is, she's, this is, since we're in now, um, Westworld, with fake robots pretending to play roles, this is somebody pretending to be a reporter here, and you can't say the words that she says in this order and think you're but she means it here's the problem the people who believe the big lie get their information from a network that still calls itself a news network though um, it doesn't take the president's speeches and today was no different they noted that president biden was speaking but they never took the sound up they were too busy covering bill gates's divorce And so the people will not hear, I mean, a a large chunk of the country will not hear President Biden's message that there, that democracy is basically, you know, in some states being threatened or stolen before our very eyes. Yeah, it was a remarkably important screw. They won't hear Biden's message that democracy is being stolen. (laughs) <laughs> we can't they're not miss hearing the it. Democrats' message that democracy is being stolen. We've all heard it. Trust me. It's just funny because, you know, like we yeah, talk about You can't this- be a reporter or an anchor at a place and say this. They're not hearing the truth that Biden's saying. They're missing out on the truth, which is obviously true. And nobody in the panel is going to say anything different. No. Democracy is actually being stolen. And they're not listening. It's remarkable. These people, and that's the point, once again, is that if you're a lefty like these people, you consume no conservative news. Conservatives consume 75% liberal news. Right, exactly. Because we talk about this all the time. You or I can articulate a lot of liberal people's positions on things because we have to hear them all the time. It's inescapable. We all know that you think democracy is being stolen, that it's under threat, that the 1-6 was worse than 9-11 and that this is the worst civil war, thing to not happen hyperbole. since the Civil War. This isn't hyperbole. We all, we've heard it all. We know it. 
you've told us and we didn't care and we passed the bill anyway because we still disagree with you and think you're insane. It's not they think that like, quote unquote, Fox News viewers like live in some bubble where we've never heard of all their enlightened wisdom. But in actuality, we know all their stuff. You can't watch a network TV show without being indoctrinated with every single thing they think every night. It's ridiculous. Like we all we all know your positions too. Yes, not only that, but if you look at when the s- mainstream media safari hunting started, when Limbaugh started p- turning people onto it, that was a big part of the content of his show was looking at liberal media, looking at what they said, dissecting what they said. He would telegraph what they would say and they would say it. Right after he did. And when he called it the drive-by media, etc., they'd do some ch- cheap hit. And then by the time the truth came in, they were gone. And that's exactly what Trump did. He saw that. He was a Limbaugh listener. He said, people watch these people, these, these people, dishonest media folks, and they hate them. And so I'm going to tap into that, and I'm going to make them part of my rallies and all this stuff, etc. Uh, there is no unfamiliarity, like you were saying, with CNN. Well, yeah, on the right, it's basically a cottage industry to play clips of things people on the left are saying that, I mean, like you say, started by Limbaugh, like we've all heard all the clips, like we know what you guys are saying out there. We're not just like in a bubble where we've never heard of it. We don't lack access to liberal news. It's everywhere. So, you know, and you can also like ask your niece or nephew at Thanksgiving to explain it to you if you're really not sure what the argument is but it's we're all inundated with it all the time you know and so for them to pretend like how will they ever know what the president said they won't know that their democracy is being stolen until it's too late (laughs) they all lost their minds (laughs) i mean we don't even know how to make copies honey so, Alice, mm-hmm. um, you did a Substack. Yes, I did. One, two, three, four. Tell the people what you wore. Uh, pretty much about this, just about the the brave heroes fighting for democracy from Texas, and uh, and how there's like this phenomenon on the left where it's like they've cast themselves in this superhero movie, and they they live it out day to day, like they're they're giving their kids action figures of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Hillary Clinton to play with as toys to stimulate their imagination. And, you know, you can only have this stuff so much where you're saying, you know, fighting for our democracy and saving the country and everything else until you, until apparently you like really start to believe it. Like certainly the politicians believe it. You have the dude from Congress with his blue suit. Never forget. I've become something of an internet celebrity because I picked up some water bottles. The people at the Smithsonian are saying, anybody think of a the most obscure 11th rate congressman that you can comes to mind who might be stupid enough to give us his suit? Oh, yeah, I know one. But that's because he thinks that he's like part of history. He's the hero of the story. He's Rosa Parks, basically. You know who they're else they are? All- they're all, they're David Hogg. Doing the fist in the air thing, mm-hmm. feeling the power and the adoration, you know, rush over him, feeling like he's something. It's all symbolic, of course, him doing it, etc. You know, in this, it, but they're all David Hogg. He's, they're all the same one. Of course, they Camerata created David Hogg by finding children who were in the proximity of a massacre and throwing them under the lights when they heard that the kids all were uh, were were uh, versed in anti-Second Amendment talk and all hated Trump, they said, I know the kid's shaking, quivering. Get them over here under the lights. Boom, let's go. Time for to uh, to uh, create a new uh, history. But it's like we just can't even have any honest conversations about anything anymore. I mean, like, can we have an honest conversation about what's the most effective way to run an election? So, Because you would think if they're truly concerned about this big lie stuff, quote unquote, as they say, about people claiming the election was stolen, you would think they would want to be able to point to a really transparent, foolproof process in which there's no way to cheat, right? 
wouldn't that be like helpful in proving your claims right. that like there's absolutely no way anything was stolen it's super transparent you can watch us counting all the votes etc cetera, etc cetera. like wouldn't that be helpful in helping our country be unified after an election because we all know and trust the results yeah but then again this is not a quest for the truth this is a mental health uh adventure we're on here <laughs> Or misadventure, or whatever it is. All right. Uh, God. Do we do Fauci? He wants every kid over two to continue yeah. wearing a mask. So I don't want to play the... I don't want to hear this idiot face voice. Instead, I'll play this. When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning, love Bears heavy on then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be a little bit better a little bit better so uh i, I can't play any more uh, sounds of psychos i can't oh that's what i'm gonna do a parody song the sounds of psychos yes i'm gonna do that alice i know there's other you have a parody song that you need to work on i right know now. i know i know it's in your oh, production queue i know i know i know there is a production crew too. pretty speaking of that mm-hmm. you're back in the program tomorrow I'm back with jerry tomorrow jerry morning. callahan mm-hmm um, I've I taken all your great feedback into account. People have been emailing me and tweeting at me about it. So I good. really appreciate everyone reaching out about it. Good, that's letting great. me know what you thought. It's neat to hear from people. That's great. In there, passionate but happy and informative. Jerry's a dude from Chelmsford. He doesn't know anything. He went to UMass House. Uh, <laughs> okay. What? What did he say? I said I li- I just I like Jerry a lot. I think he's great. Oh, don't kiss his ass, Alice. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what are? Why are you talking down about Jerry? What do you mean? I'm no. I'm talking you up. I'm saying, don't feel free to lock antlers if you want to lock horns because you have a depth of knowledge on stuff that on some things that he probably doesn't. Okay. And that's why I'm belittling his town and school, Alice. I think... To let you know that don't be okay. intimidated by him, even not... though he's a Boston radio legend and he's got a great podcast. Fight back. <laughs> I'm not, he's not... We're not in a fight. I want you to be in a fight. <laughs> I'm not in a fight You're to attack him. Surprise attack <laughs> Make him. Make fun of his high school? Yes. You know he blew the game, right? No. Do you not know he blew the game? No. They went to the... Um, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl game. And during that game, mm-hmm. his team was in a position to win. Mm-hmm. The play gets called. The whistle blow is gets blown. Cheap shot, uh, shot artist Jerry Callahan spears a kid in the backfield. In other words, a defenseless player, Jerry dove into him to try to kill him in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And got a penalty. A huge penalty. His team loses. Because Jerry tried to wax him. <laughs> now, Jerry's... Oh, and I actually confirmed this with Kirk Minahan mm-hmm. when I had first heard this because I knew somebody who witnessed it at the Lowell Sun. Kirk confirmed this. I, I Though I'm <clears throat> giving you this information for, for a frontal mm-hmm. attack on Jerry, it's not really going to work because he's used to this attack. He's no. used to it. That's okay. I'm not, I don't need to attack Jerry. I'm not in a fight with Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're yeah. not... Loyalties, loyalties. <laughs> oh, I got whispers as well that you're going to Corano. You're going to be with Corano? Mm, that someone just tweeted that they would like that. I don't think oh. it's on. It's <laughs> all takes. Twitter, you guys, you, you floated the Jerry thing. They memed it into reality. I got a big race coming up against Callahan Alice. You realize that this I know. is where rivals now. You need to training on your bicycle again. So rivals. I've, I've given Tom a nice soft seat. For my buttocks? <laughs> to ride Which on? Are, the first seat you got, got me, Alice, was uh, I didn't a pick gimp this seat. sexual violation. <laughs> it just came with that seat. Yes. So I ordered a custom special 
extra padded seat with little shock absorbers in it. <laughs> Clear stuff with me before you air it out on this podcast, please. So his butt will be comfortable while he's riding, and I raise the handlebars for him. I got a riser for the handlebars, so so you can be more comfortable as you ride around West Newbury. All the women listening are saying that is one lucky lady, <laughs> you know. Well, Toast is supposed to take you on a trail bike. I can't at go some on point. a trail yet. No, I, I know you got to train up for it. But. Yeah, I am winded on Main Street. By the time I our house is in the rearview mirror, Alice, there are a caravan of EMTs following. <laughs> Well, I think that's good because it means it's working you out in a new way that your body's not accustomed to. That is true. All right. Should we hit some more stuff before we go? Um, are we, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith, do you know anything about this? Yes. I heard it on the Jerry Callahan podcast this morning. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> you know what? I'll submit what I've got here to you and you just tick off things that we can just <laughs> ixnay because Jerry hit them already. Wow. It's okay. You can tell our listeners about it too. Jerry Callahan, Mike, <laughs> what a loyalties. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Jerry? Hit that I should stay away from. <laughs> hey, do you have a take on Stephen A? This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English that needs an interpreter. Yes, Tom. He's a maggot. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. And unfortunately, at this moment in time, that's not the case. Stephen A. in trouble because he suggested that uh, this guy, Otani, who we saw Mm -hmm. last night, me and James watching a home run derby, Mm -hmm. um... Is, should have an interpreter because or shouldn't use an interpreter should learn to speak English because then he could better communicate with the young fans who want to be invested in somebody like him and better market himself. It was a really it was an interesting take and yeah. and also it was not denigrating at all to the baseball player. He was totally he just called him Babe Ruth, totally respectful mm-hmm. and um and it was about marketing and branding. That's what it was completely. Not right. personal. It was saying, like, the little kids are going to relate to you if you can say something directly to them in the press conference after the game. Right. And as I said to Jerry today, when I talked to Jerry... I listened to that, too, my love. Wh- what was my comparison? I don't remember what you compared it to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is right before my eye. In real time, too. Really? I compared it to John Cena learning to speak Mandarin. Oh, I did hear that. Okay, you, well, you know what? You that. can use that as if it's new tomorrow, and Jerry will act like that's the first time he heard it. There you go. But this is with Stephen A. Smith. This uh, He didn't do anything wrong. He said this is benign. But, of course, then he had to clarify. Then, finally, he apologized. And it's like, so... He apologized, like, a lot, too. Yes. This is like, absolutely. So... This is the game now. This is just the game. That, this the, the delicate dance we do. We do the we say the thing that somebody usually internally decides is is uh, an infraction. You uh, initially try to clarify, but that time you've already you've already signaled that you're um, vulnerable to their attacks. In which case, then you have to do a um, struggle session publicly, which is what mm-hmm. he did, and it's all all it's all just in vain. Why are we all doing this dumb dance? This is. Just now, these these are new like custom, new customs of um. I mean, it's just this interpretive dance now we're doing when we get into a certain situation where we say something, and it's not it doesn't mean anything. Nothing comes of yeah, it. Yeah, nobody was ever offended. Actually, nobody right. actually went like what and like was hurt in their heart because of it. Just. It's just a thing. Somebody thought like, hmm, I could I could make myself get offended by it. You know what? I'm just going to say I'm offended by it. Nobody's like actually offended by these things. But then like everybody gets worked up into a lather over it. And then we have to like have a big apology or like depending who it is, if the person's not apologetic enough or apologetic in the wrong way, then maybe they get fired and disappear forever, you know, but. 
then like they just move on to the next one. Like this is an unsolvable problem where like you're always going to be able to find these things because they're nothing things. And if they run out, then they just invent new ones. Right. So there's no like there's no offense happening. It's just it's purely like you say, it's like a question of customs. It's like as if, you know, people when people stopped saying thee and thou acted offended when somebody said you. So we're and not like, allowed to talk about interpreters? That's ins- Are there no such thing as interpreters now? We you're not allowed to suggest that English is better or more useful than any other language in any context. Even if it is? Yes. You're not allowed to, even though it would benefit the person, the principal being the subject of the... No, suggesting that learning English would benefit them is in itself racist and white supremacist. I just want to check up on the Cuban situation. It's a you had a run in with the English saying learn English is a racist crowd at one point in your newspaper career as well. You, if you Google that, you can find a radio interview you did about it too. I think so. Uh, where mm. you talked about it because you got in trouble because yes. somebody at the newspaper said that the pointed out that there was a study that said that. People are more successful if they learn English in America, which seems like right. not an offensive conclusion to draw. Right. But. No, but it is. And you know, I had a bunch of academic morons saying, what, what exactly did you mean by that? F you is what I meant by that. OK, <laughs> idiots. All right. Alice, I can't do it anymore. <sighs> well, it's been another fun day. Check out Tom's Substack. I guess posted there today, as we mentioned. That's tomshaddock.substack.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Jerry Callahan Podcast.com now. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Shattuck's Burn Merrill on YouTube. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube, all the things Say that supposedly be. help. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.